Welcome to Locked On Warriors. On today's show, I break down the key stretch that handed the Golden State Warriors their first loss of the season and then break down what this means for the rest of the Warriors season. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, it's a Friday edition of Locked On Warriors, your daily podcast covering all things Warriors. I'm Wes Goldberg. However, you may be listening, YouTube, Odyssey, or in your favorite podcast app. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. Uh, well, before we get into some oops, uh, this is my last show for Locked On Warriors. I don't want to spend a ton of time saying goodbye because I want to do what we always do here, and that's talk Warriors basketball, right? But I just want to start off with a thank you for being a part of this, for tuning in and listening to me talk about Warriors uh, and interacting with me online and in email and all this stuff over the last couple of years. It's truly been one of the most uh, rewarding experiences of my entire career. Um, and so with that, the Warriors lost to the Grizzlies 104 to 101 in overtime last night, blowing a 19-point lead to suffer their first loss of the season. Now, this whole game can be drilled down to that beginning stretch in the fourth quarter. Seven minutes that Steph basically didn't play. And with Steph on the bench, Memphis erased Golden State's lead and tied the game at 86. Kerr did not get a chance to sub in Steph until there were about four and a half minutes left in the game before overtime. And that's the talking point today. And man, (laughs) didn't we do this last season? Should Steph be playing more in the fourth quarter? Should Steve Kerr be chasing wins? And all this stuff. And look, we could, we could rehash all of that. We could just do it all over again if we really want to go there. But I thought at, toward the end of last season, Steve Kerr ended up being proved right with the push that they were able to make. Now, I will say this. The Warriors lost a bunch of games when Steph was on the bench last season. And they lost this game, their first of the season, because Steph was on the bench for so long. Now, there was an opportunity to maybe sub in Steph maybe a minute earlier than he usually comes in, he usually comes in around the six-minute mark, the midway point of the, of the fourth, but, you know, there was just no stoppage in play, and Steve didn't get a chance to sub him in until four and a half minutes left. Now, the Warriors' entire lead was erased in those first six minutes that Steph would have already been, would have already been on the bench, right? Now, you could argue that if he were to get in a minute and a half earlier, um, and then when Steve sees that lead being erased, that, hey, maybe you should just put Steph Curry in the game. I'm really not all that interested in that debate. Um, it's, it's a tough thing to call. I think if this were not the fifth game of the season and instead was the 75th game of the season, yeah, Steve puts Steph in the game. Um, does it matter that it was against the Grizzlies, the team that ended your playoff hopes last season? It doesn't feel good if you're a Warriors fan, but this early in the season, it really doesn't matter. We knew the Warriors were going to lose at some point. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. But to me, what's more interesting than should Steph be playing at the beginning of fourth quarters when these leads are being erased? And again, he ended up, Steve, you know, said after the game, hey, he played like 19 minutes in the first half. That was usually a heavier load than we want him to have. And we were trying to buy him a few more minutes of rest. And because it went into overtime, Steph still just played, he still ended up playing 41 minutes. So in hindsight, yes. He should have just subbed Steph into the game earlier, and they probably just win that game, even if it's by one basket, it just doesn't go to overtime, and Steph doesn't end up playing 41 minutes, okay? In hindsight, Monday morning, Monday morning quarterbacking this thing, yeah, 
But in the moment, I didn't really feel like it was that big of a deal. To me, the biggest concern, and this is what the Warriors were talking about after, right? We know Steph is going to not play those first six, six minutes of the fourth quarter. That has been his minutes pattern. He plays the entire first, the entire second, half of the third, half of the fourth. Okay? That's been his minutes pattern for a very, very long time. Uh, and until it's late in the season or in the playoffs, you're not going to really break away from that all that much. It's the structural things that go on when Steph is on the... He's not going to play the entire... He's not going to play 48 minutes. Last year, the Warriors lost a bunch of games because of those minutes that Steph was not going to play. I don't care when you put those minutes in. They are a little bit louder in the fourth quarter, granted. But if he doesn't play six minutes in the third quarter... The Warriors were still losing those minutes. And that was sort of the point of this offseason is, hey, let's go get some ball handlers. Let's go get more shooters. Let's, go f let's ask less of the young rookies and more of some veterans. Let's go get acquire some vets and ask more of them. And let's try to figure out where we're not losing these uh, non-Steph Curry minutes by, you know, last year they got outscored by 168 points when Steph was on the bench. That's just too much. That's too much. And they recognize that. So they go in the offseason, they go get Andre Iguodala back. They go get Otto Porter, Nemanja Bielitsa. They're asking a lot of Jordan Poole. Clay Thompson obviously going to come back and help things. You knock Jordan Poole down a peg in the rotation a little bit, maybe exist more in that second unit, um, and he can control that unit a little bit more. That said, there are still some concerns that I have with that second unit, and that's what Steve Kerr and Steph Curry were really talking about after the game, and I thought they were right. I don't think this was them just trying to uh, move the criticism away from Steve Kerr because I still think the criticism is on Steve Kerr. It's just not right now. This talking point, should Steph be playing the entire fourth quarter? Should he have subbed in early? That's not what I blame Steve Kerr for. What I blame Steve Kerr for is the lack of execution of the second unit in those non-Steph minutes. And by the way, Steve Kerr blames himself. He said after the game, I need to create more structure with that second unit. We thrive in chaos, but that second unit is a little bit too chaotic. And he's absolutely right. And like I said, they're asking a lot of Jordan Poole right now, and they asked a lot of Jordan Poole in the beginning of that fourth quarter. And look, I think Poole, I think he's making a leap. I think he's made a leap. He's still just 22. They're asking a lot of him, and they have to, because there's just nobody else on this roster outside of him and Steph that are just like that. Ball handlers who could shoot off the dribble, who are threats off the dribble, and can pass, obviously. Um... There's nobody else like that on the roster. And so it kind of falls to Jordan to make stuff happen when Steph is on the bench. And I just think that's it's too much. It's just too much on one player's plate. I think the Warriors probably need another ball handler. And that's why you see Steve pair up Jordan Poole with Andre Guadal in that second unit to maybe have a calming ball handling presence there. But Andre Guadal is not a threat to score. It's not. And so... There's just not a whole lot of scoring. Guys who can create shots for themselves in that second. Otto Porter can make a shot from the corner. Nemanja Bielica can make shots. Decent low post pass or all those things. But he's not creating off the dribble. Jordan's the only one. And even when Klay Thompson comes back, he's probably not doing a whole lot of that right away. Uh, and so that, to me, is the flaw on this roster. And that's why Steve Kerr talks about after the game saying, hey, man, we got we to gotta find some more structure. We need to figure out pet plays, things like that, that when... When Steph is on the bench, we can create more structure, I can call more plays, and we can generate offense in that way. And that's probably where this is going. So the problem to me was not that they didn't sub in Steph Curry early enough. 
It's that this team still, unless Jordan Poole is going off, and he is pressing lately, okay, because he feels all of that pressure that's on him, that when Steph Curry is off the court, they still lack, they're better than they were last year, but they still lack an identity. And it's really hard, by the way, to find an identity when your star is off the court. You go through any star in the league, they're on-off splits. When Steph is on the court, his team is great. When he's off the court, his team is not as great. When LeBron is on the court, the Lakers are great. When LeBron is off the court, the Lakers are not as great. When Kevin Durant is on the court, the Nets are great. When Kevin Durant is off the court, the Nets aren't as great. Giannis, Bucks, same, Jokic, Nuggets. You could just go down the line, and that is just the way it is. That's why there are star players. But you can't be 160, you can't be outscored 168 points bad. You can't be that bad. And you can't, and you can't let a 19-point lead slip away in six minutes. Um... Gotta give credit to the Grizzlies, though, man. They look good. John Morant is the real deal. Uh, I picked him to win most improved before the season, and he's right on track to do that. 30 points on 11-22 shooting, 7 rebounds, 5 assists, 4 steals, went 2 for 8 from 3-point range. That dude is legit. Just wanted to give him a shout-out. All right, coming up, my final thoughts for you on the Warriors for this season here on Locked On Warriors. But first... Let's talk about McDonald's. This episode of Locked on Warriors is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect, a place where classmates can meet up for a study group, knowing that they're going to have dependable Wi-Fi and endless supplies of French fries and McFlurries. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, and the home team or the away team can come to recharge. It's the place you always look forward to stopping at on a long road trip to rest your legs and refuel. McDonald's really is a hub. It's everything uh, from your road trip stop to your uh, impromptu office. I could tell you when I first started covering sports in the Bay Area, uh, I was doing Friday night football, Friday night light football at local high schools. Here's the thing about high schools. They don't have offices that you can use, you know, at 10 o'clock on Friday night, whatever time these games end. Uh, they don't have dependable Wi-Fi for sure. Uh, what they do have is a bunch of drunken teenagers running around not letting you work very well. And so as soon as uh, as soon as the game was over, I would jump into my I would race all these drunk teenagers out of the parking lot, jump into my car, uh, rush to the nearest McDonald's, and I would run in there, look like a crazy person using Wi-Fi to file my story, write my story, file my story, get it into the Bay Area news group as soon as possible. And then for my reward, I would help myself to a cheeseburger, some french fries, something like that. Um, so head to your local McDonald's to refuel and Reconnect. McDonald's, I'm loving it. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So, like I said, my last episode of Locked On Warriors. This is it. This is it, guys. Thank you so much for the ride. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that later on in the show. But before we do that, my final thoughts on, Locked, on the Warriors for you on Locked On Warriors. Okay. So... It's Friday. The Warriors are 4 and 1. They lose to the Grizzlies. You still have Steph. You still have Draymond. You still have Steve Kerr. Klay Thompson's coming back. Andrew Wiggins is a fit there at small forward. You've got young guys, Jordan Poole, Jonathan Kaminga, Moses Moody, James Wiseman. You've got vets coming off the bench. Nemanja Bjelica, Otto Porter, uh, Andre Godala, Juan Descano Anderson, Damian Lee. You've got Gary Payton the second as by the way, not your 15th man by the way that the minutes that he's getting. These rookies are lower in the rotation than he is. Um, I know two of them are injured right now. 
Um, but I do expect Peyton to play more than, than those guys early on in the season, at least. Anyway, here are my thoughts. Um, I came to you as a co-host of Locked On Warriors alongside Charles T. Hamilton. And then eventually I went solo on this show. Two years ago. At that, that, at that time, the reason I came to Locked, I left, I started with the Locked On Podcast Network with Locked On Heat. I started that show. It was called The Heat Check. I mean, I, a lot of you probably don't know this. I started The Heat Check in 2013 um, with my then co-host, David Ramil, who now is the host over uh, at Locked On Heat uh, by himself. Um, David Locke called me. Uh, he, well, he emailed me some random day in 2016 saying, hey, I didn't know who David Locke was. Hey, my name is David Locke. I'm the play-by-play announcer for the Utah Jazz. I host this podcast, very popular, Locked on Jazz. And I'm starting a network of similar shows. Are you interested in hosting the Miami Heat version of it? We talked on the phone. I had some questions for him. And I said, you know what? Let's do this. Let's go daily. I, I love the vision. Let's do it. Daily talk on your local team. I loved it. So I did Locked on Heat for, year, for, for two years, three years after that. Then in 2019, got the job at the Bay Area News Group as a beat reporter covering the Golden State Warriors. So naturally, I said, look, I can't do Lockdown Heat anymore. I can't cover two teams this in-depth. I just won't do a good job. As much as I loved Lockdown Heat, that was my baby. I started it. The Lockdown Podcast Network essentially came and bought us out, acquired us. But that was me. That was We started that from scratch. It was really hard to give that up. And I, ha- but I had to, because this was my dream was to be an NBA beat reporter, a full-time NBA writer was my dream. And I got it. I accomplished it for years in the Bay area. I worked at Southern Glaciers wine and spirits. I worked for the wine group. I was selling wine, selling alcohol for years, trying to pay the bills. And at night freelancing columns for whatever dime magazine, fan sided Forbes. It was just all anywhere. Okay. Commuting an hour and a half to go up to Sacramento, getting credentials to uh, cover the finals at Oracle driving myself to LA to cover the All-Star game. I had to sleep in my car one night because I couldn't because my Airbnb wasn't working for some reason. Um, not to make this too much about me, but I'm just telling you what this has meant to me to get to this point with you guys on this show. And then once I got that job in 2019, how interesting it was to go from covering the 2019 finals for Forbes to that summer getting the job at Bay Area News Group, to the Warriors winning 15 games because Steph Curry broke, breaks his hand, to the next season just barely uh, on, on the fringe of the playoffs and then losing in the la- and during a pandemic season. Dude, those two years were weird. They were so weird. Never, I will never trade those experiences for the rest of my life. I don't bring this all up just to talk about me. A little bit. I, like, I, like to, I do like to talk about me a little bit. But... I bring this up because these last two years, we all sort of went through something, right? And that's not, I mean, obviously the pandemic, and I'm not going to get into all that because you, you were there. You know what happened. But as, in just terms of just the Golden State Warriors, those, we went through something those two years, okay? No Clay Thompson, Steph breaking his hand, lottery picks, trying to deal with bringing in a rookie and what those expectations, just all that stuff. And those times now are over. And that's what I'm telling you. The Warriors lost their first game of the season last night. I got news for you. They're going to lose a few more games this season. 
They are not the best team in the Western Conference. They're not. Even when Clay Thompson comes back, they're not. That doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. The Utah Jazz are very good. I think the Denver Nuggets will be very good, especially when Jamal Murray comes back. The Clippers, if they can get Kawhi healthy, are very good. The Lakers, if they could figure it out, they still have LeBron and Anthony Davis. They're very good. Phoenix, very good. Complete roster, top to uh, bottom. Complete roster. There is a lot of competition in the West, but guess what? The Warriors are back into that competition. They are. And this is not coming from a Warriors fan. I am not a Warriors fan. I'm a journalist. I'm a reporter. They are right back into that mix. This is not Dynasty Warriors. Kevin Durant, perfect team, 73 wins. This is not that team. This will never be that team ever again. And I think you know that. And I think what these last two years have taught all of us is that, hey, those expectations went from here to down there, and now we're somewhere in the middle. And now I hope that we can all manage these expectations a little bit better. Because Warriors fans got a little angsty for a couple years. And I'm just here to tell you, let it go. Let the angst go. Enjoy it. Because those years where I was covering the big three Miami Heat, I felt it too. There was an unbelievable expectation on that. An un overwhelming expectation that it was championship or bust for those teams. And you could feel it from that Miami Heat fan base. From 2010 to 2014. And then what happened? The Warriors took that and just ran, and, and they, just, they just took that baton. And for the, that half decade, there was an overwhelming expectation on Golden State, championship or bust. And that's exhausting if you're a Warriors fan. It's exhausting if you're the Warriors. And it's exhausting if you're covering them. And now you enter this new part of, hey, this is not, this is not the 80s, 90s Warriors that were just terrible. This is the new Golden State Warriors. They are going to be competitive. They have an all-timer in Steph Curry, right? They have a good coach in Steve Kerr. They have good players in Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, other ones coming up, Andrew Wiggins, Jordan Poole, the rookies, all this stuff. They have built something, and that something is here. It's not what it was. It's not the dynasty. It's not the all-time great team. It's not going to be that ever again. But that's not to say they can't win a championship ever again. Enjoy it. Your team is competitive. They will be forever. As long as Steph is around. There is a structure in place, there is an identity in place, and there is a culture in place. And that is the stuff that matters. That is the stuff that works and continues. And that's really cool. To be able to survive two losing seasons and keep your star player in Steph, because he's not one of those stars that goes to another team when things are not going well. I don't think we actually talk about that enough, by the way, that they can, lose, they can miss the playoffs for two years and... The only star they missed was Kevin Durant, and he was out the door anyway. Um, that's a cool thing. And so the angst, all that stuff, let it go. These last two years, they built something over those last two years. They weren't lost seasons. They weren't. They mattered. They sucked, but they mattered. Um, and so whatever happens with the Warriors this season... Championship, no championship, it doesn't matter. I mean, it does matter, but it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of, is this the end of the Warriors? It's not. It's not the end of the Warriors. The Warriors are still the Warriors. They're still Steph. They're still Clay. They're still Draymond. They're still Steve Kerr. They're around. And that's a really cool place to be in, where you just know that you get to compete every year. You know who also does that? Your San Francisco Giants, for the most part. They had some down years. 
You know who also does that for the most part? The San Francisco 49ers. They're going to have rebuilding years. But that's what makes the, the Bay Area a great sports town, okay? A great sports region. Um, is that these teams are usually, for the most part, pretty competitive. Um, you could be a Detroit Pistons fan. You could be a, a Sacramento Kings fan. You know, you could be an Oklahoma City Thunder fan. Those teams had their moments, but they're, they've got nothing that they're doing right now. And there's no hope. And they're not competitive. And I just think as long as you're competitive, that's, that's just a good place to be. And that's where, by the way, if you're in the NBA, that's where you want to be most of the time. You're going to have your Kevin Durant walk into the door. You're going to have your star players moving around. And then you're going to have a favorite just sprout up out of nowhere in Brooklyn, right? But most times, it's like Milwaukee, where you're building something, you've got great players, and sometimes it just goes right. The door swings open, and you go ahead and win a championship. If the Warriors win another one, that's how it's going to be. Um, all right. Those are my last thoughts on the Warriors. Um, on Locked On Warriors. Uh, I got some goodbyes that I want to say in the next segment. Uh, but first, guys, let's talk about Built Bar. Did you know that Built Bar has a ton of delicious flavors? There's something for everybody. And when you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. They have coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. My favorite flavor is any of the fruit ones covered in chocolate. You know this already. Um, I'm telling you when I'm done here on Lockdown Warriors, I'm still going to be ordering my Built Bars. I'm still going to have the strawberry, the orange, the raspberry ones uh, stuck in my refrigerator. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box. We're going to get two each of the nine flavors so you can pick your favorite. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, they're healthy too. Check out these macros. 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from 130 to 180. Only 4 to 5 grams of sugar and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors. All tasty. All healthy. Order today. Go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and you're going to get 15% off on your order. Again, use that promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by Bet Online. We are back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all of the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKED ON. From basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your va uh, favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all of these amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. All right. So, final segment here on Locked On Warriors. Um, we talked hoops. I broke down the game. I told you my thoughts on the Warriors overall for the rest of the season and just the Warriors in general going forward. Um, here's the deal. Uh, hopefully this is not the first that you're hearing that I'm leaving Locked On Warriors because if you've been paying attention to the show over the last month, this has been coming. I've told you that this was on the horizon, uh, that at the end of October, starting November 1, I would be moving on from Locked On Warriors, taking a new position within the Locked On Podcast Network. Here's why. After two years of doing Locked On Warriors um, in the Bay Area, I'm a Florida native, born and raised in South Florida, um, the pandemic changed a lot of how we feel, a lot of how we look at life, a lot of our priorities have been rearranged. And um, I am moving back home to Miami, where I am record. well, I have moved back to home to Miami, I'm recording this right now from Miami, um, 
to uh, be with family. My family is still here. I was recently engaged. My fiance, her family is down here too. And the Bay Area is really expensive. Uh, I don't have a support system. I don't want family out there. And I always, my heart was always in South Florida. Always was. I always knew I would make my way back here at some point. And this just felt like the right time. And so I left my job at the newspaper. Loved that job. Thank you so much to everybody that was at that newspaper um, that gave me that experience. I learned a ton and I honed my skills uh, as a writer, as a reporter there. I'll, uh, I can never, that can never be taken away from me. And I got to talk to you guys for two years. And I am not a Warriors fan. And I have been criticized for that at times because I know that if you're listening to somebody every single day talk about your team, you probably want that person to be a fan too. But I wasn't going to fake it either for you. I was, that's the one thing I was not going to do. And so I think I carved out a niche for myself in this crazy podcast world where everybody and their mother has a pod as an objective reporter talking to you about the Warriors and just telling you how it is. And I like to think I did a pretty decent job at that. That's not to say I wasn't without bias and that I didn't have opinions. I brought you opinions every single day. I didn't think they were. I didn't think they should draft James Wiseman. I told you they were going to draft James Wiseman. I didn't think that they should. We'll see if I'm right or wrong. I said the same thing about Jonathan Kaminga. I like both Wiseman and Kaminga. Those are two of my favorite interviews on the team, by the way. I like them personally. It has nothing to do with them personally. Uh, we'll see. We'll see if I was right or wrong. Hit me up in a few years. Happy to do it. Happy to eat crow on that. Um, but what I really appreciated were the times where, as somebody who was not a fan, who was trying to come to you from a journalistic perspective, that you still welcomed me into the community. And I got to tell you, I never expected that. Uh, the Warriors fan community online, the ones that are dialed in listening to a daily podcast about their team, is an awesome community to be a part of. Smartest fans I've ever interacted with. Most engagement. I mean, how many times that you guys have tweeted at me, corrected me on something I talked about on the luxury tax on this show? Like, I don't know a fan base that's that dialed into the luxury tax and the 15-man roster rules and the CBA and all that stuff. Um, paying attention to minutes patterns of Steph and all that stuff. It's just an awesome, super engaged fan base. And I felt like I was a part of it. And I just, I have you to thank. Literally, anybody who has ever reached out, anybody who's ever listened to this show, you're the reason why. You're the reason why I felt a part of this community that I was never a part of and never thought I would be a part of. But I'm really glad that I was. And this was by far the most rewarding experience that I've had as a professional in the Bay Area. Because here I can write about the Warriors all day long, but it gets sent online. And sometimes you comment, but you know, online comment boards on newspapers don't really do exist even anymore. Like Nobody does that. Um, it gets printed in a newspaper and it gets sent out. And yeah, I get emails sometimes from people saying, hey, what a great column. Love that profile that you did on James Wiseman, Steph Curry, whoever it was. Um, and that stuff is super rewarding too. But most of the time, the comments that I got were on this show. And that was really, really cool and super, super rewarding. And it's hard to walk away from it. But I am because it's the right thing for me to do in my personal life. And it's the right thing for me to do professionally as well. Um, and so here's what's next. I'm not going away completely. I still host Locked on NBA once a week. I don't know how often you listen to Locked on Warriors. A lot of you do listen every single day, and I thank you for that. But I will still be part of the Locked on Podcast Network on a national level once a week. And we know these Warriors. They are on national TV more than any other team than the Lakers. They are a national story. 
I am still plugged into the Warriors, right? I still have phone numbers. I'm still hitting people up. I still got love. I still appreciate those players. I'm still rooting for those guys. And now I can root for them a little bit more outwardly now that I'm not covering them for a newspaper. Because there's guys on that team, there's guys on that coaching staff, there's guys in that organization who I genuinely like, and, I, and I'm rooting for them. I like them as people. Um, so I will, once a week, probably be talking about the Warriors, at least. And I'm, I'm not leaving the Bay Area scene completely because I know that Bram Hillsman, who was on the show earlier this week, hosts the Warriors Huddle podcast. If you're not listening to that, you probably should be. I know he's going to be inviting me on soon and for a very long time. He's become a really good friend of mine. I, if, I need, if I have an itch to talk about Warriors basketball, I could just hit him up and go on his show. Lockdown Warriors will also not be going away. They will be handing it off to a new host. I could tell you right now, I don't know who the new, host, the new host is. I'm not sure our network knows who it is just yet, but they're in the process of interviewing people and talking with people, and they will hire somebody soon to take on Lockdown Warriors. And I could tell you, with the way that this show has been built up, this is one of the most popular basketball podcasts on iTunes, we just broke the top 200 of basketball podcasts for a local show that talks about one team that's pretty insane. Um, they'll get somebody good. They'll get somebody good. Lockdown Warriors is not going away. Please continue to follow, subscribe, however you do. Um, but I'll be around. I'll be around. Uh, you can find me, of course, on Twitter at WC Goldberg. Uh, my personal email, WCGoldberg at gmail.com. If you're listening to this, you deserve to have that and to message me whenever you want. If you want to talk about Warriors or whatever else, please do consider following me on my move to covering South Florida sports. I know you're probably not interested in that, but I will be tweeting. I will be talking about the NBA in general, and this is a promotion for me. This is not a lateral move. It's not a move to the other side of the country. I, I'm not going away. I'm just moving on to other bigger things. So please consider subscribing to my Substack, westgoldberg.substack.com. It is free. Right now, make sure you are subscribed to Locked On NBA. Check out Locked On Heat if you want. I don't know um, because I will be moving over there and um, and just follow my work. Follow me on Twitter at WC Goldberg. So um, thank you all so much for tuning into Locked On Warriors, making this such an incredible experience for me. That'll do it for me on Locked On Warriors. Thanks for listening.